0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Brian Brown, bringing you all the news notes and updates from the University of Utah and their athletics department today. It is that time again—a mailbag episode. But first, we're going to go back and and look at all the sports that competed this week, including golf, uh, cross country set to, uh, to set to play soccer, volleyball, everything in action this fall. We'll talk about it all and answer your questions along the way. That's how we do it here on the Locked On Utes on a Thursday. Again, it's Thursday, October seventh, twenty twenty one. Hello, all my Utah friends and family. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Locked on Youth Podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Youths your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and soon to be on YouTube. So you'll have to watch my bearded face talk on there in the future. Yay for you. What an exciting time. Uh, today's episode of the Locked on Youth Podcast is going to be, uh, we're going to do two parts. Um, first off, I want to talk about what's going on in the University of Utah Athletic Department. We haven't really gone uh, in deep, th- in in deep, in depth, in deep, th- um, on, on a lot of what's been happening uh, across the athletic department. Uh, I think let's start off with my favorite subject. That's golf, um, not football related, uh, men's golf, as they had a, Exciting tournament out at, no, at the Notre Dame Collegiate. Uh, Javier Barcos records a historic score, the, the lowest score in Utah men's golf history as they finished third place at the Notre Dame Collegiate. Uh, he had uh, the team shot a 10 under eight uh, with uh, 10 under par. Um Shot one under the first day, uh, placing them in fourth amongst the field of 14 teams. In round two, the team shot four under to climb the leaderboard to third place, giving them a 36-hole score of five under par. Ute's strong start giving the fourth-best 36-hole team score on record at Utah. Uh, The team shot five under for the final 18, recording 20 birdies on their way to solidifying possession of third place. Score ties for the fourth-best 54-hole team score on record at Utah. So they're already sitting this is a this is a team that's really uh, improved a lot, and if you've followed the podcast, you know that they started to really come on towards the end of the year last year. There's a lot of talent on here. Javier Barcos really started to play some great golf towards the end of the season. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about local, fra- uh, local favorite Blake Tomlinson uh, from Salt Lake City. You know, Tristan Mander is another one that has played well. Yes, Bravon Reitz, the sophomore from Tavi Sweden. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, uh, but this is a squad that uh, has a lot of of talent on it and they've played really well and they've started to kind of develop and uh you know Javier Barcos led the team shooting an 11 under 199 for the tournament and finished in second place overall uh it's the lowest 54 holes individual score on record at Utah he shot 3 under in the first round uh, and shot again three under in the second round um, that allowed him to really climb up the leaderboard. Uh, but it was in the third round where he really exploded. Uh, took his second lowest eighteen hole individual score by shooting five under par, sixty five, to secure the second place finish. Uh, Martin Leone uh, also made his team debut at uh, at the Mark Simpson. So a newcomer to the squad already contributing. Um, Tied for sixth after shooting a five under par two hundred five, two hundred five being the score for the entire tournament. Uh, Tristan Mander tied for twenty eighth overall. Jesper von Reeds, Blake Tomlinson finished forty first and forty fourth. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team, and and head coach Garrett Clegg had this to say about it: "Really proud of the way the guys played. We fought and battled all week. Javier was outstanding to start the tournament, and then in the final round with the lead and to shoot sixty five is an awesome round of golf." He was awesome and hit great shot after great shot. The team played well. We had a great opportunity and just didn't quite convert on enough putts to win the tournament, but we were right there and finishing third. Only five strokes back is a great tournament. I'm really thrilled with the way that we're playing and how we're progressing. They'll be back in action on October 11th to compete in the Oregon State Invitational up in Corvallis. This is a squad that I think has some potential to make some noise if they end up going to the NCAA uh. I think it's regionals for golf, Um, but it's an exciting time and and really great to see Javier Barcos, the sophomore uh, leading the squad, Tristan Mander contributing as a senior. We mentioned Jesper Von Rietz. Uh, He's a sophomore, Martin Leone, a freshman, and obviously the senior leadership of Blake Tomlinson as well. Transitioning just a little bit as volleyball uh, heads back on the road uh, at USC and number 16 UCLA this weekend. They will play Friday, October 8th at the Galen Center as they face off against USC. Uh, USC six and seven overall, two and two in the Pac-12. Uh, the Utah volleyball team sits at ten and three, three and one in the Pac-12. That game will begin at 8 p.m. Again, it'll be on the Pac-12 networks from the Galen Center. You can go check it out online, too, at utahutes.com if you want to follow along with the stats. stats the stat broadcast is kind of cool to watch. Uh, I don't know a ton about volleyball, but when I watch, I like to see that and see what counts as like a kill and a block and everything like that. It's kind of a nice little companion. Uh, they'll then hang out for the day on Saturday down in L.A. I know, really rough, rough trip for them, uh, and then on Sunday, the 10th at 1 PM mountain time, they'll head to Poly Pavilion where they'll take on the number 16th ranked UCLA Bruins, UCLA ten and two on the season, three and one in the Pac-12. That should be a really dynamic uh, you know game, a a fair match, whatever you want to say. Uh, Utah ranked number fifteen, UCLA ranked number sixteen, so it should be a strong one. Uh, Utah is nine and zero this season in matches when they lead in digs, nine and zero when leading in hit percentage, and eight and zero when leading in kills. Uh, you know, Danny Drews has been absolutely phenomenal this season so far, and and she's been just literally killing the ball at every turn to the point to where she uh, has a chance to become Utah's all-time kill leader. She's totaled 1,911 kills and sits second all-time in her career uh, behind former Utah teammate Adora Anai Drew's is just 10 kills away from surpassing a program record of 1,920. Uh, she holds the season single-season program record in kills from 2019 where she had 643, the single-match record in kills. Uh, where she had 22 and 2018, um, four sets and five sets, where she had 30 and 33 respectively. She also became the program's first-ever Pac-12 player of the year, program's only two-time AVCA Pacific South Region player of the year, as well as the only player to earn two AVCA first-team All-American awards. She's real good at volleyball. So expect her to to either surpass a nigh uh, uh, against USC on Friday or for sure against UCLA on Sunday. Also in action, uh, men's tennis will host the Utah Invitational, uh, probably the only time that you'll be able to catch them at home. That will be this weekend at the George S. Eccles Tennis Center. The matches will begin on Thursday, continue until Sunday. Play begins at 9 a.m. each day, so head on up there if you want to watch. Um, always, as always, visit utahutes.com for more information. Uh, Also, just a quick little update about Danny Drew. She was named a Senior Class Award Candidate. That's C-L-A-S-S, all caps. Um, It's an acronym for Celebrating Loyalty and Achievement for Staying in School. The Senior Class Award focuses on the total student-athlete and encourages students to use their platform in athletics to make a positive impact as leaders in their communities candidates selected have notable achievements in four areas of excellence, community, classroom character and competition. Also, uh, being named a, a finalist or a, a candidate for that was Keegan Markgraf. Uh, we mentioned that uh, you know he was nominated for another award, but he was also nominated to be a, a class recipient as well. Um, you know, he's had uh, a very uh, unheralded career at the University of Utah because m- most of what he does is is kind of looked over and not noticed unless it goes wrong, and so he really has been noticed a lot. Uh, the list will be narrowed down to ten finalists later in the season. Those ten names will be placed on the official ballot. The winner will be announced during bowl season in December. Uh, so good luck to both Danny and Keegan on their class potential. Cross country set to race in Logan this Friday. Uh, the Utah cross country, uh, will head up to the Steve T reader Memorial in Logan. That'll start at three 45 mountain time at the Steven Donna reader cross country course in the field will be number two, BYU college of Idaho, UNLV number 10, Utah, Utah state who is hosting Weber state and Westminster boy. What a victory it would be if you could get, if Utah could beat, uh, BYU, they'll be sending up Marin Buseth. uh, you, Seth. I apologize, Marion, if I got that wrong, Martina Connor, Emma Carl, or excuse me, Emma Earl, Caitlin Mercer, Natalie Platill and uh, Maddie Reed to compete this weekend. So shout out to the cross country team as, uh, I don't even know if they still do the desert duel, but it'd be really cool to win some points in the duel, uh, in cross country. So that kind of does it for our, uh, our, uh, Whip around, so to speak. Uh, there's a lot going on in men's and women's tennis. Oh, I should mention Utah women's soccer heads to L.A. for a pair of matches on Thursday. They'll be at UCLA. That game will tip or kick off at 8 p.m. On Sunday, they'll be at USC. That game will kick off at 3 p.m. Um, UCLA ranked number three. USC ranked number eleven. UCLA is 10, 0 and 2 and one in the Pac twelve. Utah five five and two zero two and one in the Pac twelve, as they've struggled a little bit to adapt to the Pac twelve schedule. Uh, this will be a tough one. USC eight two and zero, three zero and zero in the Pac twelve. So two very talented squads in UCLA and USC. I just hope that they uh, they make some progress. Um, you know, this is a team that really needs to see some consistent consistent play from. Uh, uh, Taliana Kafusi, I think she could be one that that could really help stabilize this team. Uh, Anna Escobedo, uh, another you know senior forward that we could see some good things from. Kylie Geis, another one that we're you know just looking to kind of uh, help stabilize and control the ball and and, and really help them get going. Um, and Eden Jacobson as well as a midfielder, you know, trying to do that same thing to help uh, free up Taliana Kafusi to get some some goals. Um, We'll obviously cover this as best we can. That's what we do here on the podcast. We try to cover everything. Uh, So, that being said, I am hot because I've been talking and I'm sweaty. Oh, no, wait. I'm not sweaty. You know why? Because I've been using sweat block wipes. They're doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Work up to seven days per use. They give you a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Been featured and tested on firefighters on the Rachel Ray Show, so you you can actually go see how it works. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, currently number one in Amazon in the antiperspirant category, and it's made here in the United States. Uh, the best part about sweat block, you know, uh, it's not something fun to talk about that you sweat a lot but i've seemed to get pretty good at it so i you know maybe that's why they like me talking about it so much um you don't you just nobody wants to sweat through a shirt you know i'm wearing a nice uh long sleeve golden knights shirt tonight um and it would be really embarrassing because it's kind of a nice charcoal gray uh maybe an athletic gray you know, well i don't know this is definitely charcoal um it would be super embarrassing if if I were to lift my arms up and just had these massive pit stains, um, you know, maybe when I'm going to shake somebody's hand or, or you know, when I'm going to the Maverick and have to raise my hands to make sure that I'm not a criminal or whatever it is. No, my, my Maverick loves me and probably too much. Shout out to Bryce at my Maverick. Bryce is the best. But... The best part is i don't have to worry about any of that because i'm not pitting out i'm not over sweating. that's why i use sweat block antiperspirant wipes they're stronger more effective than most clinical antiperspirants you simply apply it at night before going to bed uh the next morning you wake up wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed may sound good to be t- too good to be true but i only have to use one sweat block wipe uh, once or twice a week it keeps me dry the whole time no more pitting out No more picking my shirts based on which one's gonna hide the sweat better so if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. You have to. You must. This is our mandate here on the Locked On Youth Podcast. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or find it at Amazon or CVS. Again, that's sweatblock.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. My name is Brian Brown. I am your co-host. Uh, at Brown SLC is where you can find me on the Tweeties, uh, even though I'm not really on Twitter that much anymore. Um, I think I've tried to express this as, as politely as possible, but I work a lot, uh, like 10, 12-hour days. Um, we moved our store and... Uh, like we haven't had internet for a week, so that's been kind of fun, um, but fun, not really. Um, I'm really excited, though, once we get everything finished um, because it's going to be really cool. Um, having said that, it's time to do what everybody loves the most. Uh, that's ask questions. And we're going to start out with the best question that we have gotten Ever, I don't know if that's true or not, but we're going to shout out our, our good friend, Lurchito Ute, um, who asked, whose stock has risen this season? I'm not concerned if anyone has taken a step back. It's a rough year. Just want to hear who you think is really shining. I think the obvious answer is Karen a. Reed. Uh You don't start a game and then win a oh, newcomer or freshman of the year and, and not get uh, some rising stock. Um, in your uh, in, in your uh, portfolio. So that's an easy one. I think Nephi Sewell, his stock is actually rising, I think, in terms of scouts taking notice of what he's been doing. Um, I think there might be some pushback with this one, but uh, Braden Daniels, you know, with what he's been able to do, where he's been able to move around, uh, the fact that he's been able to stabilize that right tackle position pretty well, I think his stock should be going up. That doesn't mean that I suddenly think all the problems with the offensive line are fixed or that it's a good unit or anything like that. I just, we need to shout out his good play. Uh, he's done pretty good. So um, I'm sure that'll get me some lots of uh, hate from folks. Uh, um, who else's the stock has risen this season? Obviously, you know, I think Makai Bernard and Dalton Kincaid. You know, how can your stock not be, you know, if you've got free funds, buy, buy, buy on Dalton Kincaid. He has been phenomenal. It seems like every other catch he's made this year is a touchdown. Um, uh, and I just realized that in the follow-up, punts for Utah said also it's Daniels, right? It was maybe a starter is now our best lineman at a different position. Yeah. Um, Yeah, tone it down a little bit there, puns for Utah. Uh, I think a couple names that we probably aren't talking about, Xavier Carlton, although hard to say that his stock has really risen because I think it was already pretty high. Um, Maybe Fabian Marks a little bit. He's done a pretty good job stepping in for JT Broughton. Obviously, JT was the best cornerback on the team, so that's good to see um, him kind of stabilize. We'll see how this week goes. Uh, it, It may be time to sell on Fabian but we're probably going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, and then the one that I, I I think that absolutely everybody should be buying two, I guess, uh, on the defensive line Junior Tafuna and Aliki Vamahi. Uh, Aliki's been just outstanding. Um, same with Junior. Junior's really come on strong. So those are two guys that I think their stock is going up. Uh, you know, it. Uh, Van Fillinger and Xavier Carlton weren't really value buys. It's kind of like buying Apple this time. They're still going to make you money, but I think they were well-known. Uh, Junior Tafuna is one that I've absolutely loved. Cole Bagley raved about him on the episode the other week, so <clears throat> you know, that's one that I would look at. So there's a lot of guys that are doing better. Uh, at JCU909, oh, boy, am I even going to be able to read this one on air? Why are we not tailoring our offense or defense to fit our players' talents? Bonus, if Utah wins at USC, can we get a picture of Brown Bearer? Uh No. I'm just not even going to finish reading that, and that gif needs to go. Uh, second, I, I don't know that we aren't tailoring our offense to fit our players' talents. I think the difference is, is that we're not using the offense to the full potential, if that makes sense. Uh, defensively, it, it's mostly that I think this has been a, a – Coaching staff that's been reticent to let players make mistakes on the field. They haven't felt like they had the capabilities to recover from it. You have a lot of young talent now, though, and you have to develop it. So you've got to find some ways to get those guys on the field, get them some breath, you know, get them some some time. You've got a lot more depth than Utah's ever had before. Now, the one caveat to all this is, as always, we don't know what the injury situation is. You know, Tyler Weegis was, was supposedly having a good camp. Then Kyle Whittingham said he got hurt and hasn't been able to practice. And now we haven't seen or heard anything from him. So, that's one of those ones that it you know i think of you know the calvert brothers uh, I think Ethan Calvert got hurt on some special teams. You know, I, again, I'm just taking random shots in the dark here. I don't really know, and it's gotten so bad that people won't even like tell you about injuries anymore. So it's just it's frustrating. Uh, but that's how Whittingham wants to do it, and I think a lot of it is it's less about gamesmanship and more about controlling the narrative in the media for him nowadays. Uh, you know, because he can always say, well, you know, so and so was injured and blah blah blah. So and you know, I think he used that to his advantage when talking about the offensive line uh, at the beginning of the season and you know it's kind of showed to be true I don't know why you're so obsessed with a dragon pose JC at Jess c1585 one of our favorites here jumping a year ahead on recruiting whether you'd stand in recruitment of Okana from Sky Ridge uh, like all the local kids you know they're they're doing their best to maintain a relationship Utah is always at a disadvantage in a lot of respects when recruiting local kids because local kids always expect to be offered by Utah, every kid. And just in general, local kids here are not really popping off the screen until junior, senior year. Um, most of the time you need to know about some of them as freshmen. So Mati Helu I think, is a, a great example of that. You know, I knew as a freshman that he was going to be really, really good. And, and there are strong ties there, too, with Coach Drew Jones at Tooele, who is – I hope everybody gets a chance to meet Coach Drew Jones. He's just awesome. Like, that guy just vibes, you know, positive energy and and, and such a good dude. And uh, shout out to Sammy Mora, Ute's own cohort, and uh, current scribe over at the Salt Lake Tribune, who had a really great interview with Matiaki uh, and Drew, and uh, can confirm that as well. So I think it's in a, in a good spot. Uh, Sky Ridge in general is a program that's a little bit more open door in terms of recruiting. You know, they don't lean one way or the other. Uh, not to say that there are programs out there that uh, uh, do have leans, but there definitely are. Um, you know, I think people can interpret that for what they will. The other thing with Akana with uh, Tausili Akana is that he plays linebacker, and there are a lot of linebackers, uh, you know, on the roster at the University of Utah. He's already a four star. Um, Now the 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 thought process is likely that he'll convert to defensive end, Um, but you know this is a kid that's got a lot of interest from out of state. Um, but Utah, as always, is going to be ahead of the curve on, on a lot of these programs because they're going to be able to, well, in, in years past, they would have been able to have them up for camps and, and things like that. COVID's changed a lot of that stuff. But if you've been on social media and Twitter at all, you've seen that Utah's really made a push this last week uh, to to uh, really uh, up the recruiting. You know, Kids are p- posting uh, folders and everything like that all over the place at Rob R asks, should we expect any fundamental changes in offensive play calling scheme this season especially short yardage stuff or will it just be more of the same unwillingness to bend I I don't know you know I think there's an internal struggle of, as I said before uh you know I, I don't know specifically who's who's on what side of it, but I think how the offense should be run is is kind of uh, at the forefront, and uh, it might surprise people, I think, who's on which side of it. I mean, we always assume that it's Kyle Whittingham trying to dictate things, and um, you know, I think Whittingham's comments publicly have been pretty honest and pretty upfront about we need to move the football down the field and we need to throw the ball down the field, and they really haven't, and I don't know if that's because Andy Ludwig isn't confident in Cam Rising throwing the deep balls. Uh, I don't know if it's that they're setting things up Um, we haven't seen a lot of power uh, and and gap schemes this year, and I kind of miss it. I wish that they would run it some more. But um, I do think that there will be some changes, just nothing drastic. You know, the system is what it is, and and if they can get the run game established and maybe jumpstart things and start out fast, then I think that could really change things for the Utes. And they just need to be really better on third down. That's the biggest thing. At Jesse again, where does Drake London rank compared to the other great USC wide receivers you've faced in years past? Uh, he might be number one. You know, they've they've faced some good ones. Nikhil Harry, I think, had a – he's not a USC receiver, but I think he probably ate Utah fans' hearts, you know, with his bare hands and his teeth, obviously, because that's how you eat, um, with the way that he played. Uh Oh boy, there have been some good ones at USC. You know, like Alvin Rod never really tore tore Utah up. Tyler Vaughns, he was always just a thorn in the side kind of guy. It, it seemed like he never graduated either. But I think Drake London's the best. You know, his size, his speed, what he can do out there, the way he goes up and gets balls. Um, you know, it, it, he's without a doubt my favorite. Um, although uh, Pittman, Michael Pittman, is another one that's that's really close. I just think Drake London's better. At Mr. Smoking Ute, or excuse me, at Peace Love Utes, what can Utah do to slow down or stop Drake Lennon? That's a great question. Um, we'll finish off this segment with that one. So anytime you have a great player, the key component is is to keep them busy. And, and what I mean by that is that you want to do things to keep them confused, get them thinking. You're not going to have somebody like Clark Phillips or Fabian Marks be able to go up one on one against him. So maybe you do some things where you slide, uh, you know, Devin Lloyd out there uh, as kind of like a a reverse uh, scheme thing. You know, you're going to tell Keaton Slovis that you're you're uh, um, you're going to telegraph, I should say, uh, what your coverage is, but you could use Devin Lloyd, you know, to kind of. Jam him out there. Like, that's a really drastic step. I just don't see Utah going that far. Um, but it's, you're going to scheme, you're going to coverage, you're going to try and do a lot of bracket work with a safety over the top. But you really want to disguise it. And I think the biggest thing that you want to do is you want to get to Keenan Slovis, you want to get to the quarterback. So I would expect Utah to pressure the quarterback. Out of control As much as you possibly can You know You're going to live with the threat of Keaton Slovis running In fact you kind of want him to run Because you have some athletes out there that can close the gap And you know If he gets out in the open field and gets tackled He has been uh, I'm not going to say injury prone But he he has been hurt before so you know that that potential is is going to keep him, you know, from trying to go for the big gains and and more than likely sliding. So that's what you have to do. Uh, you have to play him physically, but you also have to, you know, stay true to your keys. You have to have to have to be assignment sound. I don't know that Utah has the personnel, particularly this year, to to stop or slow him down in terms of just one-on-one coverage like we've had in years past with Jalen Johnson. You know, Zamaya Vaughn, I think, is a prospect that down the road could be that big physical lockdown corner. He's really long, too, has long arms. But... Um, for the the Utes, it's changing your coverage up, it's changing who's guarding him, making him think a lot, making him have to work in every aspect of the game. You really want him to have to work blocking. Uh, You really want him to have to work to get open. You really want him to have to work against multiple coverages and multiple looks and make him think and, and make him slow down and frustrated. And then you have to, have to, have to get to the quarterback. And that's really how you have to do it. I don't know if I could say have to anymore. Uh, but when something's broken, you know, you have to find ways to fix it. And that's why you have to go to rockauto.com where you can save time and money while using Rock Auto to fix your vehicle. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to go to a local parts shop and have to deal with intimidating questions uh, about what you, you know, what you already know about your car and get judged by whoever the person is with a giant book is uh, behind the counter there. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to go to a store and spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same part when you could go to rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. I just got new headlights from them. Thank you very much. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. I also changed my oil. That's made a huge difference. I think we're like plus six in the miles per gallon, which is great. Uh, We encourage you... um, to go to rockauto.com and find something that uh, your car might need, whether it's an air freshener, maybe it's mats, uh, maybe you want tinted windows, but you wanna do it yourself. Maybe you need a seat cover. Whatever it is, just go to their easy to use website today and explore and find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Football is back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive 50% of a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on the Locked on Utes podcast, uh, finishing up a mailbag episode. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the daily Locked on Pac-12 podcast. So you can get all your Pac-12 news in less than 30 minutes with Pac-12 expert Cindy Robinson. I uh, was on Wednesday and Thursday this week. Uh, Cindy and I also worked on the uh, power rankings. That episode will drop on Friday. So go ahead and tune in. Uh, reminder, myself, Brian Brown, is the co-host here. You can find me at Brown Bear SLC. We also do a mailbag, so follow us at Locked on on Twitter because nobody really ever emails the show except for Sean Davenport. So thank you, Sean. Uh, at Mr. Smoking Ute with trash takes out here. Why would someone want to ruin a delicious meal by putting pico on it? Why would someone want to ruin a great idea like breakfast for dinner by calling it brinner? It sounds like you're brining your brinner. That's all I have to say on that subject. At Schwartz Adam asks, is there one position group where Utah is more talented than USC? If so, which, if not, which is the matchup to watch? So there's, I thought about this a little bit. I think there's two groups. One, I think the uh, linebacker position, I think Utah is a little bit more talented than USC. I, I, USC doesn't have a linebacker like uh, Devin Lloyd on the roster. Um, and uh, I, I do think that there's some depth now. Um With what Karene reid has been able to do, uh, and so top to bottom, you know I think Utah's just a better team or a better unit uh, defensively at the linebacker position. Um, I don't really count Drake Jackson as part of the the um, linebackers there, simply because he's he's almost always hand in the dirt and on the line of scrimmage. Um, But maybe that's that's how uh, USC wants to count it, even still. Um, and then Kanai Mauga and, and Raylan Goforth, you know, I don't think those two combined are better than uh, Devin Lloyd and, and Nephi Sewell. And also with Karene Reid stepping in and really playing well, um, you know, I think that's an area where Utah definitely has the edge. Offensively, I think it's a tight end position. And I don't think, you know, uh, there are some decent tight ends at USC, but I don't think any of them have the ability um, or the uh, versatility that Utah's tight ends do. And they really just don't use them as well. Um, So those are two position groups right there that I think Utah has the advantage in. Um, We'll see. You know, I I also think that coaching would be an area where Utah likely has the advantage. But we'll see. It's a tough one. Uh, Our good friend at Corey Cheech says, Greetings. How are the skating Utes doing? It's hockey season. More hockey content. Oh, good hockey fans. I love you, hockey fans. Nobody is more passionate about hockey than hockey fans, and hockey fans like to believe that the world revolves around hockey, and it kind of does if your world is like Canada and Russia um, or Vegas or uh, Seattle, and you're a Kraken fan. I am wearing my Vegas Golden Knights shirt right now, so maybe I am proving the point that it is always hockey season. Uh, That being said, Utah hockey is still a like club sport, although it is growing rapidly. Um, and I think it's probably one of the most, uh, uh, you know, let, let's let go ahead and say uh, I think it's one of the most, I don't know if it's the strongest club sport on campus because rugby is is a tight one with that one as well. Um, but it's it's a strong one, and they've had two strong wins already this season. They're off to a great start. Our skating utes, uh, I believe they compete over there at the Steiner uh, Ice Rink, whatever it's called, uh, there by the tailgate lot. Um, but two big wins at home Friday and Saturday last weekend over the University of Arizona. They won the first one three to two, the second one five to one. They start out two and zero. They do have a game. Thursday uh, and Saturday in Las Vegas against UNLV. Be interesting to see how that one rolls out. The rest of the schedule goes as follows. Uh, The weekend of October the 15th, University of Colorado in Boulder, then back home October 22nd to take on the Sun Devils, Arizona State in Salt Lake City, down to Tucson on the weekend of October the 29th uh, to take on Arizona, then travel up to Tempe, the weekend of November the 5th to take on Arizona state back home on the 12th and the 13th to take on UNLV and then down to Tempe to play grand Canyon university the following weekend. Um, and then they will be in action on Friday and Saturday against the university of Oregon. They'll have a nice little home stand. And then after the next semester that's it's, it's university of Colorado at home grand Canyon at home university of Oklahoma at home, on the road at Fort Collins, and then we'll be into the ACHA Nationals. So we'll see how things go for the Skating Utes. Uh, but this should be a pretty good year for them. If any of you have, uh, you know, connections to the team or or want to know, you know, or want to, you know, talk about it, feel free to listen to the DMs. We'd love to talk about that. Um, I think that's a good place to end this. We're already over, like way over thirty minutes, so. That's it for today's episode of the Locked on Youth Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us here. Uh, We like you. We love you. As as always, stay well, be well, do well. We'll see you on the next episode here of the Locked on Youth Podcast. This has been the Locked on Youth Podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.